Welcome to The Tune-Up, the podcast from Auto Repair Focus. I'm Phil Curry and I'm joined again by Lee Johnson. Hi Phil. You alright? Yeah, good on this sunny evening. Yeah, we've really been enjoying some lovely weather. We're recording this just after the bank holiday, which is what the, the warmest bank holiday on, well, early May bank holiday on record, so it's been quite nice. Mm, Got my shorts definitely. on. Um, we are going to be talking this episode about how garages can make that little bit extra profit um, by offering different services. But first, as always, let's find out what's been going on in the aftermarket since we were last uh, talking. Here's the news. The 2040 ban on internal combustion engine sales could be extended to include current hybrid and PHEV models, according to reports. Autocar has suggested that the UK government plan, Road to Zero, which is set to be unveiled imminently, would ban all diesel and petrol vehicles in 2040 as part of a strategy designed to cut air pollution in the UK. The magazine states that now, as part of the plan, all current hybrids, such as the popular Toyota Prius, would also be banned from sale. The rules would state that for a car to be sold as new in the country, it would need to be able to cover upwards of 50 miles on electric power only. However, most PHEVs on sale today are only able to cover 30 miles on average without engaging the internal combustion engine. It's estimated that 99% of vehicles on sale in the country today will be unable to be sold under the new plans. One in six drivers has fallen asleep at the wheel according to a new Smart Witness survey. A further 42% of motorists have admitted driving when they felt drowsy and were in danger of nodding off. Almost half of those surveyed said they had been a danger to themselves or other road users as a result of tired driving at some point since passing their test. The problem is worse among men than women. Just 10% of women have fallen asleep while driving, compared to almost a quarter of men. The vast majority of drivers, 89%, say they drive when they know they're tired because they have to for work or for their home life. Only 48% of drivers always stop and take a break when they're tired heeding government warnings. Stuart McCauley, Arnold Clark Director, has become Group Auto Parts Director, based at its head office in Glasgow. McCauley has worked at Arnold Clark for more than 30 years, rising to the role of Group After Sales Director, and brings to the independent aftermarket a wealth of experience. He'll be responsible for overseeing the successful running of all factor businesses within the group and ensuring their continued success and development. And finally, Bradford-based Auto Electro has won approved supplier status with motor factory and accessory retailer Car. The move means the Remanufacturers Rotating Electrics program of starter motors and alternators has been recommended to its 350 local independent members, and customers will be able to choose from its full remanufacturing program of more than 4,000 individual references and recently launched surcharge-free non-exchange NEX units. And that's all from the news for now, but for more news and information, go to autorepairfocus.com. So, as mentioned, we're going to be talking about garages, uh, how they can, or how you can, I should say, um, make that little bit extra profit, different services you can offer and things like that. Um, One area of potential is DAB, digital audio broadcasting, or digital radio, basically, as we all know. Um, New cars come with an increasing number of new cars are coming with this as a standard option but uh, that leaves a huge amount of the UK car park without a digital radio I mean do you listen to DAB Lee? Uh, we, we, we listen to digital radio at home 
Um, and yeah, in, in, in one of our cars, we've got digital radio in that. So as we're out and about, um, it's, it's, it's playing, yeah. I mean, I've always found it's got a bit more choice. I mean, you've got you know, 80 stations, 90 stations, naughty stations. It, and I went to a launch event a few years ago where um, you know they launched a DAB2, a whole new sort of register of stations and bits and pieces. You do get more choice. Yeah, and I find that the... I, I always hated the the old analogue one, is that if you go out at reception and it goes that crackly sound with, with, with digital radio, it's either there or it isn't sort of thing. So mm, Classic um, white noise, yeah. That... That, that, that's a big improvement in my my book sort of thing always drives me insane with that so I'd, I'd whack on a CD instead but uh, since digital radio has been out now for a few years now mm. um, I'd, I'd yeah uh, choose it every, every time really but it's a pain to fit isn't it because it's, it's not just like a a, a normal so you've, you've got the you've got the, air, the the additional aerial to put in for starters haven't you yeah, well, also as well, so some of them are coming with screen mounts, um, so you either put them on the front window, the back window, the side windows, um, running the cables along. It uh, You've got additional live uh, wires as well um, to turn on the little black box. It's not really a job for kind of the, the person who doesn't know a lot about cars. I, for a normal mechanic, also electrician, that sort of thing, it, it, it is fine, um, but I, I don't think it's for Mr. Joe Bloggs on on the high street. No, and this this is something. I mean, the the, the Institute of the Motor Industry, the IMI, they they do run training courses in DAB installation, um, and I, I I personally think we've we've sort of tipped the fifty percent threshold, listening threshold now. Um, so there is going to come a point in the future where analog service is going to be switched off and all of a sudden you've got 30 odd million cars out there with with no DAB um, so I'm thinking garages need to fit this stuff do you want some water mm. with that? <laughs> well, also as well the the time it takes to install something like that you could then obviously put the, the labour charges on, on top of that as well so that's that's an income stream within itself. Now, markup products uh, or markup prices on these sort of products as well is quite a good uh, good margin as well. So that that's another additional income stream from that side of things, mm. um, and it's becoming more and more popular as in within demand as well. Um, people looking at their friends' cars that have got all these new whizzy, whizzy gadgets on and stuff. If they if they're wanting to keep their car for a little bit longer. Then maybe a digital radio um, is the way to go. You, you don't have to only buy just the aerial. Um, it might be the actual full stereo as well, sort of like some aftermarket stereo car makes as well. Mm. That they come with their own digital radio um, bit as well. Yeah, I mean, I've, I've got I've, I've driven a lot of different cars, and, and and part of part of what I do obviously is is, is reviewing cars as well. So I've been in and out and. I've 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 driven cars with digital radios. I get back in mine. It's got the, the well in, until half an hour ago. It had the the basic analog stereo, and it was just dull. I mean, there's so much and and but it's fitting one. It 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 really is a job for someone who can you know actually take apart the dashboard, actually run the cables, actually 
knows the wiring inside out, knows what they're doing. And that's a perfect opportunity for garages to, to make some money. And also, as well, some uh, obviously some people won't want to change the the way that their car looks um, because that that that's the way that they like it. And um, some car manufacturers had the stereo for doing is or is capable of doing digital radio, but not actually installed the the, the digital uh, antenna mm. for that radio, which obviously is a a cost cutting exercise for the car manufacturers, but a good opportunity for someone that wants to keep the same visible aesthetically pleasing cockpit with the additional enhancements on technology mm. and when you've got if you think about it you know the, the, the average age of a car in the uk is about eight years old um so it, it, it's, it's been popular for the last three or four years so still you know there's, there's still loads of cars out there which are going to be Prime. I, I saw a, 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 mm. one garage advertising DAB fitting service on Facebook um, a couple of weeks ago, and I just thought that's. I haven't seen that, so you know, get in there and and, and take advantage of, of the situation. Yeah, I suppose that that that's that's one way of looking at it. So if you're saying uh, keeping the cars for eight years, um, if we look at the wider picture, um, you've also got car audio. <clears throat> so you've also got speakers that not be funny. I remember on on my old Saxos, the old paper cone speakers. <laughs> yeah, the old um, Escort. Yeah, they came out straight after I bought the car anyway. But it, it's those sort of things that paper cone speakers don't last a long time. Um, even for someone that's only using them infrequent as well. Mm. Um using that as time that's time and labor for your guys and for your garage as well yeah. if if you if you have a contract with one of the big audio manufacturers um then it also as well mark up on those costs yeah. um i i used to i used to deal directly with a few of the car audio manufacturers and it's surprising even for kind of one man bands what the kind of discount that you would get it at trade price to what you can actually charge it um, on we, we don't use RRP because no one in this day and age charges uh, that, those sort of prices but even with the markup with price elasticity of what people are willing to pay for things it's still a healthy profit for the garage mm. now I should point out to our listeners here that uh when it comes to car audio, Lee knows what he's talking about because you own the, at one point you owned the loudest car in Britain, didn't you? Yes, yeah, so uh, that reached levels of about 152.1, I believe. Uh, that was back, we're going back quite a few years ago now, mm. so there are cars out there that now do over 160 decibels, but um, in comparison, it's about 26 times louder than Big Ben if you was to stand inside, so... Yeah, it's a bit of a, a guilty pleasure of mine. Um, yeah, I remember wearing ear defenders yeah. in that one. <laughs> mm, yeah, went went through a couple of windscreens as well. So yes. that was uh, very interesting. Um, but yeah, it, 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 it goes to, we're saying, uh, you don't have to go completely to the extreme as, as I've gone in the past. Um, and some customers would probably still like their boot space and stuff. So probably um, not for that side of things. But even just offering the, the sort of the, the basics. So you're talking about a couple of speakers in the door because they've been blown or they've popped or something like that. Um, 
hedge units, uh, a forward hedge unit might go wrong, um, as you've experienced tonight sort of thing. That's yep. <laughs> a fairly not complicated job, but it's a job that should be done for uh, either an expert or a garage to, to underperform that, that kind of activity. Exactly, and and again, it's a case of uh, garages can you know, get the tools quite easily. You know, they got the the, the, the trim tools, etc. Understand where the bolts are, understand the clips and, and bits mm-hmm. and pieces. Because Joe Public um, fitting speakers into their door, one of the things they're going to do once they he's going to they like to lose the screws and like to just pull the door card off the door, break all the clips and bits and pieces, and then mm-hmm. and then they're stuck, aren't they? Yeah, I think also as well, I think a big um, opportunity for some of the viewers as well and, and listeners here is um, telephone head, uh, headsets, so sort of like parrot kits, hand-free mm. parrot kits in cars. Now, um, there's not much complexity with that, but you do need the, the, the whole entire stereo out. Plug and play is all behind the, the stereo. And then the the customer or your customer has kind of updated their car. Most most cars nowadays come with some sort of form of hands free kit. Um, as you're saying, if the car's on the road for eight years, I know that. Well, not be funny. My 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 car is now eleven years old, sort of thing, and I I hope to keep it on the road as as long as possible. Mm. But it's it's adding those few mod cons to to that side of thing, and, and again. Garages can then charge another hour's worth of labour on phone kits. Um, yeah. They're not overly complicated to install. Um, I used to install them back in my old pre- previous days in in the car audio side of things. Mm. Um, but it's it's giving garages another string to their bow. Mm. And you don't need a you don't need a ramp or anything like that, do you? It can be done. It, it can be done inside on the shop floor. It can be, it can be yeah. done in the in the in the in the car park if you've got the space outside. That's it, and and also uh, getting the products. So if if people are thinking that well that's good, but I can't get the product, that's it's very very easy. Either going directly straight to like the likes of Auto Leads and Connects Two, um, or so it's just shopping online on, on eBay because there's some big suppliers there that bulk buy and then you can then uh, claim on their opportunity of bulk buying in the first place. Exactly. Just, just, just by shopping around will get you a good deal. Well, I know that uh, some of the factories as well, they sell car stereos so you're going to be able to get bits and pieces in from them as well. Um, mm. The stereo unit especially. Um, but it, it's a bit like sort of you know, the air filters and the, the headlight bulbs in that the... the it, it used to just be a simple case of you know a couple of keys in a, in a in a stereo, pull it out, stick a new one in, maybe in a wiring loom adapter, and that's that's it. Away you go. But now a, a lot of them, especially more modern cars, are, are, are dash out jobs, aren't they? Well, yeah, that's that that, that that's it. And they're they're becoming more complex because obviously car manufacturers want the customers to kind of go back to to them. But not being funny, you've got a lot of listeners on 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 here that are quite competent in in executing those sort of jobs. Really, like I say, we're we're not talking. Not be funny, if ripping out a whole entire gearbox out, sort of thing. You guys might see that as being really easy. If you if you're thinking that's an easy job to to undertake, sort of thing, fitting a hands-free kit is a no- completely no-brainer. Um, you can, you can get your, your more your, your junior roles um, on those sort of jobs. So then it makes the 
kind of the cheaper labour, but still charging the same sort of money mm. um, as well. It, it, it gains exposure to, to to their work ethics as well. Um, I suppose if you're looking around the car, what else you can fit, um, as in in what kind of the standard car is compared to today's aftermarket cars, or as in today's car standards, is you've got alloy wheels. Mm, yeah, um, yeah. Is, is is a is a big thing. I think that everyone that everyone doesn't like a hubcap rolling down the street if if, if they've popped it off, sort of thing. It's no. it's now about alloy wheels now even regardless what size they are exactly yeah and i nearly drove over a hubcap the other day actually and a pain in the backside but yeah it's and even upgrading alloy wheels you know some 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 manufacturers put you know tiny little alloy wheels on you want you want something a bit bigger um you know you can get the tires because you know you can you can sort of supply out of alloy wheels you can advertise them you can get the catalogs in you can you know most garages will have uh, a tyre supply as well, uh, mm-hmm. so they'll be able to deal with those. Um, fit the tyres, fit the cars. Yeah, so it's like my local alloy wheel shop. They have got, I think, off the top of my head, they've got like the sort of the racks that kind of show you what an alloy wheel looks like for anyone that doesn't know what a wheel looks like. Mm. Um, but they've literally got about six or eight of them in in this so we're not talking about oh you have to have a full massive display sort of thing but exactly what you were saying if you had like i don't know one or two just to sort of perk the interest or spark a conversation mm. um and then and then the catalog as well to go with it um i think i think it's a bit more difficult with alloy wheels because they batch how much they make so like one particular alloy wheel oh, they'll make 10,000 of those and mm. that's what the mold will do We'll have to then revisit it next year, sort of thing. So they do change quite frequently. So I think a good thing for the garages is just to have a couple on display and then the catalogue peruse because everyone's taste is different. You're not going to get all of the varieties in in one shop. Well, what about? I've, I've just had this idea literally while I was speaking. What about if the garage was to get a, an alloy wheel uh, with a glass panel over the top of it? as a coffee table in the reception area with a little sign on top saying we fit these display functional yes. quite funky actually I should go into interior design <laughs> <laughs> don't laugh <laughs> make quite a bit of money out of that yeah. and also as well you, you've got the tyre fitting and then with that I suppose you can also do the alignment obviously yeah. you'd have to have special specialised equipment for that uh, a bit like the tyre fitting, but the tyre fitting equipment is fairly or, or getting cheaper. I think the fully mobile ones are still quite expensive, if mm. I remember rightly. But uh, the alignment tools and everything else, either some garages might already have. Um, it's just they're not proactively saying we do this. Well, that's the thing because there's a there's a lot of alignment equipment out there. Um which we know obviously there's, there's quite a few companies uh, supplying it but there's um, there's systems where it can measure the wheels as you drive in you know so you've, you've got a radar you've got a, you've got a laser system each side of the, the garage door so you drive in you don't have to stop the car get out touch the computer just drive through and drive through and it will tell you if the you know if there's a problem um, it's one of those things where it, it, a check takes just a couple of seconds maybe a little bit longer 
But then you you know you can give that to a customer saying, look, your wheels are misaligned, your tyres are going to wear out on this side. Sixty quid will do a will do a wheel alignment for you. So it's an easy check with a, a good lot of, of of money possible. And if you're fitting the wheels at the same time, and it makes sense mm. to say, look, we can also we can offer you a wheel alignment check free of charge, maybe, and then we'll tell you if you need to get them done, which most likely you will. That's it. Well, and also as well, you've got um, was it nitron air fill gas? So mm. that's where they put nitrogen in the tyres because um, it's a, a lighter element and is supposed to reduce um, or, or, or uh, pro prolong the tyres lifespan as yeah. well because obviously it's it's uh, higher compressed. Um, air as well so and I know that most garages charge around £2.50 a tyre on that mm. Uh, mm. I'm, I'm almost assured that it's not going to cost £2.50 for a small amount of air going into a tyre sort of thing so again it's, it's, it's that's a good return on your original investment and you're only talking um, a nitrogen tank mm. um, and that's it really exactly and this is the thing is, is if you advertise it right then you can offer the whole kit and, and oh, the whole kit and caboodle. Then, oh, God, um, you can offer the whole lot. You can offer the uh, you can offer the the tire fitting, the wheel balancing, the wheel alignment. You know the air you know package, all of that, which shouldn't take too long to do because obviously you've got the ramp as well. The car can be up in the air, air guns, etc. I mean, I remember fitting all the wheels when you know back back in the day, and it was it was a nightmare job. You jack up one side of the car, wheels off, wheels on. If the wheel came off quite easily, you know, it it, was, it took ages to do, and then mm. you still don't one hundred percent know if the if the if the alignment's right anyway because you haven't had it checked. No, that's that's it. So again, it's kind of like it's, it's you'll always get those car enthusiasts that want to do it themselves, mm-hmm. which that's that's fine. But for people that just want a bit of an easy life, or they're, I suppose, a bit so having a family now time is more important to me than me going and playing with my car mm. um, so now for odd little jobs on the car I will give it into to a garage because also as well that fuels his um, family's family's time and life as well so it, you're finding that more and more people are giving their little jobs that they used to do mm. like fitting alloy wheels to a car because it, it is quite simple depending on if it's been gunned on there in the first place yeah because um, if not then that's that, that that's horrible to try and get that off without it cracking and Ugh. pushing you into your shin or something like that <laughs> um, but actually giving it to a garage to, to 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 do that as well so hopefully that in just that sort of small element of, of the wheel side of things shows actually where you can make additional income as well Mm. um just another thought as well say if a car is uh, i know that i've had in in jobs in the past sort of thing that the car's been in the garage for either one or two days because it's a big job or that people don't have time so what they'll do is they'll drop the car off in the morning and then pick it up the next day or something Mm. like that how about offering maybe a car washing or a car valet as well mm. or valet valet i think it is yeah good point um yeah to 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 that as well not being funny but you can charge quite a bit of money for car valets yeah you can there's there's um there's, there's a few sort of hand car washes around here that are doing quite a bit of work really 
and they're all just um yeah it's basically just a pressure wash and uh, you know vacuum and it's a bit of time but uh it's worth it and it adds to the customer service as well mm. yeah so yeah they, they, they've given you a bit of a, a dirty car sort of thing it's not working quite right and they get back a a shiny spanking uh working car um back on them so it's, it's in, in, in well not only you're making a little bit of money out of it but it's actually enhancing that whole entire customer journey as well mm. which is a, a big focus point really for, for your customers because you, your customer is your is your bread and butter at the end of the day exactly you think about it it's a case of you know the car the car comes in it's fixed it's repaired it's it's everything's done to it it's washed it comes back sparkling shiny brand new almost you know almost like new and again it's it's that it, it it doesn't cost much to wash the car it doesn't mm. take a huge amount of time but it is something that can be charged for as well yep and it's okay. it's something that we've done outside as well so again it's not taking up any sort of garage space it's not using a ramp or anything like that it's it's something that it's, it's an additional additional service really yeah, and I know that some of the car manufacturers do offer that type of service. If you're going in for a like kind of an MOT and service, they'll they'll um, have their guys go over it as well, which is great. Mm. But then it's that kind of experience side of things. Um, when when you step into the car, once they've done something, you can smell the air freshener or the bubblegum air mm. freshener that they put on the carpets and stuff. It 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 just makes the customer feel nice as well. So I I, I think. That's a, another positive spin on on how garages can can make that little bit of extra on the side. But I mean, do you think as well there's an opportunity there for garages to work with uh, mobile valet companies, for example, just offer a bit more of a markup on on that side of things? Yeah, yeah. Well, not being funny, we're we're all in for working with partnerships, sort of thing. Mm. Um, and I know that there are quite a few car cleaning products that are trying to get into this market space mm. and that will eat up a any opportunity to kind of really put their products on the shelf and they'll give you people to wash your cars for, for them sort of thing. So, because obviously the customer will buy into the experience, but then at the same time, there are some really good quality products that really do make a difference if applied in the correct way. So mm. hence the reason why a, a kind of a person w would uh, happily come out. I think well, we, we haven't even touched on detailing, but detailing mm. is probably going, again, my car audio going a bit to the extreme. Car detailing is also, again, at the extreme end of it as well that can take up to four days for it to, to clean a car. I think that's probably a bit too excessive. Probably for um, garages, yeah. And, and, and over the top, I like a clean car, but mm. I'd like it back this week, please. Yeah. Um, so, I, but I, I definitely think from a pressure washer, quick hose down, make it look a little bit tidier sort of thing, because mm. it came is coming out better than it went in, if that makes sense. Yeah. Um, but... If if your customer wants a proper valet done at the same time, there's there's quite a lot of money to be made either if you outsource it or if you've got someone in your shop doing it. Yeah, exactly. Just talk about the detail. I just remember a, a show we went to years ago. There was a, an S called Cosworth there. Um, the guy had polished it to the extreme, and it had only actually done ten miles. 
Um, <laughs> he trailered it everywhere. He he still had stickers on the tyres. I just remember what, looking at that and thinking, yeah, really clean car. It's a cosy. <laughs> Have fun. Yeah, use it, please. Yeah, it's a waste <laughs> of a car, but yeah, there's quite a few areas where garages can can make money, isn't there? Mm, yeah, that's it. But but it's not only uh, expanding their their ranges because obviously you need to focus on what what's important to you as an organisation and a garage, but it's adding more op- more options to your customers. But at the same time, like with anything else, like when you buy your air filters, your oil filters, and all your oil engine oil, make sure you shop around because that's that that that's where the the value in the pudding is. Mm. Is uh, how how cheap for a quality product, not not buying the cheapest because we we've all been there beforehand. Mm-hmm. But it's buying quality products at low prices and charging the right amounts going forward for your customers um, and and providing them a really good service like you're doing at the moment. So it's not rocket science. That's why both me and Phil are not rocket scientists. But um, <laughs> oh, yeah. it, it's just general business sense. Exactly. And um, let's say carry on, you know, just, just, just look at these different areas, add one or two, don't overstretch. But just add one or two sort of you know, different things, and then you know all, all year round you've got you've got services that you can offer. You've got a little bit of extra revenue coming in for not a lot of work. You know, using your expertise, take advantage of markets as they as they ebb and flow, like DAB for example. And you, you know, it it just it, it just adds to the to the work. It makes the garage busy. It, it gets the name out into the community a bit more and. And so on and so forth. But then once the customer comes in for a DAB stereo fitting, for example, they're going to they're probably going to come back for their oil service and you know possibly even MOT and things like that. It, it, mm. It's getting it gets you known. Yep. Exactly. Totally well, agree. Well, I think that's probably where we're going to end it. Um, Lee, thanks for joining me. No, thanks for having me again. No worries, our audio expert there. Um, just out of interest, Lee, just tell a little bit more. Which car, just tell the listeners what car it was that you uh, you had, which was the loudest in the UK. Um, it was the old Mark One Ford Focus. So I took a family car, got it completely out, and I think in the end it had fifty six speakers in there. Blimey, yeah, it, um, this, this was yeah, a thing did, to behold. <laughs> yeah, did did not to sixty in about three days. It wasn't very uh, economical in that sort of sense. You could get a hundred miles an hour if you pushed it off a cliff, couldn't you? <laughs> uh, no, no, no. Uh, for for any any viewers that have authority and stuff, I was only doing seventy miles an hour. <laughs> I think you were doing that. I'm surprised. It was a it was a sight to behold, though. I must admit. Um, Lee, again, again, thanks for joining me. Um, audio expert um, for our listeners uh, if you haven't yet heard any of our other episodes on the tune up uh, you can do simply go to autorepairfocus.com and click on the podcast tab at the uh, top menu um, but uh, thanks very much for listening and next episode will be available in two weeks time uh, you can also subscribe via iTunes simply search for the tune up and we'll speak to you again soon 